Live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hey everybody, and welcome to Ask an Engineer. It's me, Lady Ada, with me, Mr. Lady Ada, and we're broadcasting live from the Adafruit factory in downtown Manhattan. Behind us, the factory is, is well, it's sleeping right now. It's not full of people. It was earlier today, but everyone went home, and it's just us left here, yeah. like little mice scurrying around, <laughs> uh, little feet going tippy-tappy. And uh, we've got an exciting show for you tonight, but uh, it's where we do all of our manufacturing and shipping and coding and hacking and videoing and yeah. musicking and all that all this creative and crafty stuff that we're always up to but um the next hour we're going to be checking in all the latest news and nudes uh from around the world that's right we'll explain what's up with that uh with mr lady ada telling us what's on tonight's show on tonight's show the code is nude short for noodles noodles and uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. I love um, it's one of our new um, product lines, and uh, in top secret, we'll even talk about how uh, kind of arrived at this name and more. But nudes, ten percent off in the Adafruit store, all the way up to eleven fifty-nine p.m. tonight. Talk about some Adafruit live shows, including show and tell. Got some time travel. Uh, no chip shortage this week, but we're going to do some real world. Everyone likes that. From the mailbag, we're going to read your emails, letters, tweets, and more to us. We got some Made in New York City. Factory footage, we've got some projects from Noam Pedro from 3D Printing Land. INMPI Kemet, uh, brought to you by DigiKey this week. New products, top secret. Got a really neat thing that we're doing with the Raspberry Pi Pico W that y'all like. We're gonna answer your questions. We do that over on Discord, adafruit.it slash discord or discord.gg slash adafruit. Join all 35,000 of super nice people, all that and more on tonight's show, Ask an Engineer. Okay, so uh, like I said, when we get to the, I didn't know which section to put it in, but we'll talk about like some of the product thing that we're doing, including um, you know some of the restaurants around here um, that- uh, Yeah, this is a place that we uh, sometimes have snacks. Yeah, send nudes. So anyways, um, that's the discount code. We also swapped up our uh, free stuff this week uh, for folks who, keep an eye on things it's the blue fruit Express. yes you can see it's slightly more blue yeah. so uh, we still have the $99 or more get a free half size perma half size breadboard perma proto a great way to take your project in making it permanent uh, 149 or more we get our KB 2040 RP 2040 uh, powered goodness with stem QT and buttons and lots of memory and USB-C connector 199 or more you get free UPS ground in the continental United States, which is worth even more because shipping uh, prices have not gone down. And then 299 or more, um, we have replaced the Circuit Playground Express, which has sold out, or is about to sell out, with the Circuit Playground Blue Fruit, which we did get a shipment of. Um, and this is great because you can use it with Circuit Python, you can use it with Arduino. Um, there's a little bit of make code support and it's got Bluetooth for wireless connectivity. Yeah. And don't forget, especially if you're trying to get a Raspberry Pi, we have verified accounts. So sign up for an account on Adafruit, verify your account via email, and then sign up for two-factor authentication. You can use your phone, you can use Linux, you can use Authy, you can use all sorts of things. Can Any use platform, YubiKey. can use YubiKey. And that helps you stay safe and secure. Every single week, you probably see all the news about data leaks and more. So getting in a good habit, good data hygiene, two-factor authenticating, all the things you do online is just good practice. Okay, Adafruit live series of shows. That's what we do here every week. Um, special thanks to JP, just did this show and tell. Um, we were watching the show and tell here. I think next week is Melissa, and then I think we're back the, the week after. Mm -hmm. But um, special treat, they're all great, but if you were curious about some of the behind the scenes that was going on at NASA, uh, special NASA correspondent, Anne, was there and you could see a bunch of photos and more um, launch is going to happen and down there in florida so if there's launch coverage that's possible you might see some on the adafruit blog so do watch that um on any of our video platforms after this show of course or you know multitask watch both at the same time why not um from desk of lady ada that's a show that we do every single sunday lady ada what did you do in part one okay part one um so i did a whole bunch of light and gas sensors, the ENS-160, the LTR-303, the LTR-329, the GUVA and the GUVB. I just showed all the different um, boards and the testers. I also showed off a little um, breakout board we made by request. It's a miniature STEM IQT hub. 
um, that uh, lets you connect to multiple boards if you don't want to have them chained if you want a little star pattern. Uh, that's what I showed off on the first part. Okay, and then we do the great search. This is when late days use their powers of engineering to help you find things on digikey.com, which is a very useful skill in 2022. That's right. What did you try to help find? Oh, so this week, this week, you know, I was playing around with the DS4420, which is a I2C um, headphone amplifier that's monophonic, and I wanted to find a stereo version. Um, and I wanted to find one that was not BGA because most of them are BGA. Uh, so I showed a couple uh, tips and tricks on how to filter for like I squared C when there isn't a specific um, like search box element, like it's a part of like a list of, of elements. Uh, and then we looked through a couple different parts and I found a good one actually. I'm gonna get some samples. Okie dokie. And uh, JP's product pick of the week, we do that every single week. We have a highlight from it this week. Take it away, JP. It is the Metro Mini 328 V2. Comparison, that's an Arduino Uno, uh, and that is the Metro Mini V2. So you can see it almost fits in the old uh, DIN style uh, version of the chip there. A blink style exercise. So if I plug that in with USB-C and no fiddling around with which side is which, you can see here I have a little blinky sketch that's blinking. I have a Metro Mini, and this is right out of the package, right? No pins are soldered onto it. And I've plugged in one little Stemma QT cable that is running to a rotary encoder seesaw breakout. And then the uh, chain continues. I squared C moves along to this little display. Uh, so simple demo here, but the nice thing is you can get right to coding without any soldering. It is the Metro Mini 328 V2 with USB-C and Stemma QT. And don't forget to watch JP's show tomorrow on all our channels. Fun. And then on Friday, we have Deep Dive with Tim. You can see a little bit of everything going on with the inner workings of CircuitPython. Time travel. Um, I have a few different bits of news this week. I kind of put things in time travel because, you know, how do you... That's like, it's like what happened last yeah. week. It's time travel in yeah. short time. I'm not convinced time is real, but we're still just going to go with it. Okay. Well, we're living in it. Yeah. Well, it's a bit of an illusion. Um, mm -hmm. So th this week, there was a lot of stuff going on with uh, the Postal Service. So Yeah. Uh, yeah so, what was up with that? Yeah. I, I figured I would have this video in case you know sometimes people they'll, they'll email and they're very angry because there's other things going on in their life they're like and so you know a couple of people were emailing they're angry we have had a banner on the site hey usps might be down right now yeah um we also had a blog post we put it all on social media but you know some folks are they got stuff going on i understand pain um so there was a, an enormous amount of outages for usps and it's still kind of going on right now yeah i have a theory Okay. In the U.S., yeah. it was just announced there's no more free COVID tests from the from the USPS uh, from the gov. Oh, so you think everyone so, rushed and got so, them? Yeah. So we um, uh, send a note to our team because Adafruit pays for any testing. Yeah. We uh, we pay for all the pay time off for vaccination testing, boosters, new boosters coming up, flu shots. Um, you know, we want to take care of one another, and we don't think that you should have to use your paid time off for stuff like that. So just as being, you know, proactive us, we're like, hey, um, looks like if you're if you're ordering free tests, if you just happen to have or want them, yeah. um, soon it's ending. And when you look at the website, this is kind of uh, intense. Ordering through this program will be suspended on Friday, December 2nd. So in two days. That's this week. Lots of deadlines going around. Congress hasn't provided additional funding to replenish <laughs> the nation's stockpile of tests. Okay. Well, I like how they're just like straight factual. They're like, yeah. this is what's going on. So what I think is happening, because as soon as this was announced and it and it, it was on the news and yeah. everything, that's when um, the Postal Service went down for everyone who uses everyone, the Postal everyone. Service. No, for, I mean, look, you know, I'm sure a couple hundred yeah. thousand people all went at once. So, and so here's the thing. Is it a coincidence or it's, funny, it's, it's a COVID test free day, like smartphone free day. Yeah. <laughs> so, so is it a coincidence? Maybe. Yeah. But, um, I happened to send out an email to the team. Hey, uh -huh. there's these tests going on. 
I happened to see it on the news, and the same exact day from that point forward, when everyone was saying, hey, if you're going to get these free tests, the Postal Service started going down and down and down and down. So we'll see what happens. Um, coincidence or not, it's, it's pretty rare for it to go down. But anyways, our team has these alerts, and we're like, this is kind of weird. So I was thinking about, like, what could it be? So that's my guess. Good guess. All right. So uh, Adabox, um, we're now moving into the fall territory. So uh, we are squirreling away all parts. Uh, this might be yeah, another thing that I do. Yeah. yeah. We so, so we would very much like to ship the na next Adabox. Don't forget, we don't charge on Adaboxes until we ship them. So don't worry about that. But we will probably be bumping into autumn, maybe even winter. But our goal is, of course, to get enough parts so we can ship thousands of thousands of Adabox. It's easier for some products because we don't have to get like 5,000 at a time. And um, we have to have everything here at And once. have everything and coordinate everything. So we're just stockpiling all the things we need for the various Adaboxes. And when we can ship them, we will. All right. Next up. Uh, segment. Uh, so the, just speaking of, so the, the chip shortage is still happening, but there is a little bit of relief, a little bit of uh, a release, maybe. And so we have a segment that we're starting the real world, and that's when we can get parts on reels. All right, what happens? when you put 5,000 parts in a tray this week. So we do- It's technically a tray, yeah, but- Yeah, so we were able to get some parts and yes. it was for- Grand Central, we got some at Sandy 51P20s. I know folks have been waiting for a long time. Grand Central's are um, Arduino mega shaped, but they of course have a 120 megahertz MD51 uh, Cortex M4 processor, uh, one megabyte of flash, 256K of RAM, these are these are sweet. They're great for CircuitPython. They also work amazingly in Arduino. Um, you just need a lot of pins and you need a lot of GPIO. This, this is your lady. This is your man. <laughs> uh, and we now have them back in stock. So we were able to uh, get more manufactured and get them into the store. So it's not, not the chip shortage isn't over, but at least one, one thing did come in. Okay. Uh, mailbag. This week on Mailbag, these are letters that y'all sent to us. We read to our team, read to all of you. Novice here, I bought a couple of blue fruit feathers and followed the instructions carefully and successfully reflashed the bootloader and loaded my first sketches in an hour. Props to whoever wrote the instructions. We did. Yeah. All right, Python on hardware time. Okay. I'm gonna start with some interesting news and then, you know, big news in, in our world. So um, this might be a trend um, and you can check out the newsletter because we kind of cover all the things that go on with MicroPython, CircuitPython, Python on hardware, Python on like Raspberry Pis. If it's Python and runs on something, it's probably in our newsletter. But MicroPython is ending their forums and they're migrating to GitHub discussions. That's interesting. It's interesting. So. Here's some of the features that they say that will be uh, over there. It's much, much lighter integration with the development process, which is all hosted on GitHub anyways. They can move discussions to from issues as well as tag uh, members for reference and PRs and issues. GitHub discussions has many features for posts and replies, emoji responses, accept and answers, threaded replies, etc. cetera. Uh, GitHub discussions use much more familiar markdown syntax for writing posts, especially for code snippets, which all support syntax highlighting, less maintenance for the MicroPython team, more time to work on features, easier account sign up, and many people who already use GitHub, uh, so they don't need to do an account. So Yeah, interesting. So we'll see. Is this the beginning of where a lot of open source discussions are going to live? Who knows? I mean, I think one thing that's interesting is, is you know, and, and I want to show the exception, is that for MicroPython, I mean, they have a um, GitHub organization, but they really only have one GitHub repo, which is the MicroPython repo. And I think that makes it a little easier for them to have all the discussion in one place. It's like, if you have a one repo or one project project, it's a lot different than if you are somebody like us, Adafruit, where we have like literally hundreds or thousands of products and we have to like support and have discussions and 
people need tech support help and we need to have other people we need to be able to like edit and and move and yeah. whatever and you know yes there, i do see some benefit in it but i think if you're if you're a one product um if you're a one product or one project organization then yes i think yeah. github discussions make sense so we'll see what happens because there's a lot of open source <laughs> entities out there and open source projects if if GitHub's discussions are going to uh, move things away from mailing lists or forums, or there's Gitter, there's uh, mailing Slack. lists are definitely like you know there are some mailing lists, but I don't I don't see people creating mailing lists yeah. as much anymore. So we'll we'll see what happens. And then a lot of folks really like Discord, real time discussions on things. It's also interesting, you know. I it, it's not that this is Substack, but you know there is this thing of like oh you subscribe and you pay to comment, and yeah. I could see that being a thing too in the future where yeah. you have to be a member in order to be part of a discussion because you, maintaining discussions is also it's yeah. a it's a mental load. So we'll see. This is interesting. You know, we're we're gonna kind of watch uh, and learn, and uh, you know we already do a lot of stuff on GitHub. Like I, I kind of feel like you have to be. You have to have a presence in all parts of the matrix. Yeah. <laughs> and so like wherever wherever people are most comfortable interacting with you, um, that's one of the things that we that we try to do. Um, anyways, so um, in addition to all of that type of news and more keeping tabs on uh, trends in the community and open source, weekly video shows, all the new hardware, you're probably saying, boy, this is like the best Python on hardware newsletter. How many have, have been uh, sent out. 200, congratulations everybody Yay. on the CircuitPython team. We are now up to the 200th Python and Microcontrollers newsletter. I think it's the biggest, most popular Python on hardware newsletter out there. Um, I think it's one of the only ones. So it's always safe to say that. And um, special thanks to Anne and all the contributors. Um, it used to be my old job doing this, but uh, one of the cool things is we get to hire and work with cool people in the community that eventually end up working in Adafruit and they get to take over these things. So great work and um, with all the newsletters, we're trying to get to about 10,000 subscribers. We have uh, over 9,000, but that's one of the goals that we have for this year. So subscribe, tell you your could, friends. Yeah, delivers every single week, no spam. We don't harvest your email. There's no sales, no ads. It's not sponsored, nothing. Um, adafruitdaily.com, it's a completely separate website because we didn't ever want any one store account to have anything to do with a newsletter where it was just information like this. So that is our vibe. Okay, uh, open source hardware. Uh, one thing, we just posted this up, I figured I'd mention this because uh, we just got these in and you decided to uh, make this thing an eagle? Yeah, well, I, I thought it was, you know, because uh, JP you know, and Todd Bot have been doing stuff with these step switches, and JP was like, I want to do stuff, and he's like, make a breakout, and I'm like, okay. Uh, so we kind of, JP kind of like poked and prodded in a kind way. And um, so, you know, I made the the footprint, and what's interesting is it, it's this is a footprint which um, I wanted it to look like the outline, because like the outline wasn't in the diagram really, so I wanted it to at least match as much as possible. Uh, so I wanted to point people out that we do have a really good guide uh, that K-Town, and I think I helped out a little bit, wrote many, many years ago on how to make eagle cat footprints. Um, but I'm gonna make a little breakout board and then maybe we'll make a little helper or like a feather wing with step switches on it. It'll be kind of fun. Okay. Um, we have 2,720 guides. Mm -hmm. um, that's how we uh, measure some of the things that we do here. Yes. By counting them. Um, 2,720 guides. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Um, so what's on the what's on the big board this week? All right, we got from Tim C. Foamy Guy. He wrapped up this Game & Watch Octopus project. You know, I saw like some retro blog that was talking about like the old watch Game & Watch uh, games, which I, I had one of these when I was a kid and it was super awesome. Um, but I was like, oh, you know, th because of the, the sprite-like animation, um, I thought it would be a really good thing to port to CircuitPython because it's a game, but it's like, how do you do a game where you only have like, you know, six positions for your character and it's like more timing based. Um, you did a really good job uh, for the Pi Gamer and the Pi Badge, but also it's just how to get assets, how to make sprite sheets, how to do animations, you know, all that good stuff. Um, Liz did a project that I've been meaning to do, I can finally delete my to-do, is um, Unity, which is a very popular framework for 
um, making video games or like interactive art, you can actually send serial data into it. And one thing that you know we chatted about a long time ago was like controlling a Unity puppet with a Nindoff sensor. Mm -hmm. And since Liz was already working with this nine-off sensor for something else, I was like, hey, why don't I just try like Unity and see if you can figure out how to get it working. So she got it working and she did a little 3D printed cube as well. And when you twist it, the shape in Unity twists as well. So I thought that could be kind of cool for people who want to do uh, demos or interactive art. I know like processing is one way to do it, um, but a lot of people do use Unity. So this is really good for like game designers who they, they want to have like cool 3D controllers. Um, check out this guide. You get other sensor data in too. It shows the, the general purpose how to do serial port input into uh, Unity. Um, and then Pedro did this project. Uh, they made a, it's a cute little, um, essentially an old project that we kind of refreshed. It's like a lunchbox shaped Raspberry Pi server for like SSD media, and you can you run like Kiwi X, you can run Plex, you can run. NFSD, whatever you want, and uh, there's a little mount for an SSD on the side, and you can use like a SATA to USB adapter because there's no built-in SATA on the Pi 4. I know that there's the, the compute module has it, but we wanted to do something where there was no, like, you didn't have to really do soldering if you didn't have to, you didn't want to use some custom board. And of course you can use any Raspberry Pi, although the 4 is going to be the fastest. Um, and you can plug in Ethernet and you get USB 3. So I thought this was like a fun little like portable project. Um, I see more more people doing their own self-hosting of video and content because you know you you rent content from other services and they eventually get deleted and like you lose access. Um, so check this out if you want to do your own if you especially if you're already running Plex or something similar on a Raspberry Pi four to do your media serving. It's a really cute box and it, it, there's a little screen with stats on it as well. Uh, and then Jepler updated the capturing camera images for CircuitPython. For ESP32, we are now using the ESP32 cam module. Um, it's like 99% the same, but um, we, we use their uh, configuration initialization code. Okay. It's time for some factory footage.
And as promised, we're not going to show the Disney building being built anymore. We're just going to show electronics getting made. So here's a quick uh, time lapse that we have of Lady Ada making a prototype or something on her desk or something around here. Okay, it's 3D printing time. Got a couple of videos. We're gonna play those back to back. We've got this cool Raspberry Pi project, and then uh, you guessed it, another 3D printed skull-related project, because that's uh, that's kind of how we roll. Skulls. Skulls. Yeah. Black T-shirts and skulls usually. Okay. You can build your own media server using a Raspberry Pi and parts from Adafruit. The Raspberry Pi 4 is a great platform for streaming content and can be used as a media server. Store all of your media on an SSD and use it as main storage for a significant speed boost in performance. A SATA to USB 3 cable can be used to gain faster transfer speeds of up to 50 megabits. 3D print a PC tower inspired case to house your Pi and some extra goodies for a fully featured build. You can install Plex and stream live TV and movies including services from Netflix, Disney Plus and Hulu just to name a few. Use a 1.9-inch TFT to display your Pi's IP address, CPU temperature, and even disk and memory usage. Using CircuitPython libraries, you can easily write your own scripts to display all sorts of content. You can even display GIF images and use the built-in buttons to cycle through them. Featuring a metal arcade button, you can use it to power down your Pi. It's good practice to safely shut down your Pi to avoid corrupting the disk. Pressing the button when it's shut down will automatically boot up in kiosk mode and enable the TFT display. Download the files and follow along with the tutorial to build your own by heading over to learn.adafruit.com. We hope this inspires you to build your own media server using the Raspberry Pi and parts from Adafruit. Learn how to make other skull-based 3D prints <laughs> every single week at Adafruit uh, with 3D Hangouts with Novadra. So before we do uh, INMPI, don't forget the code's nudes. Nudes. And the reason is noodles. Nudes. Let's do some INMPI. Hi, INMPI. This week's INMPI is from Kemet, Lady Ada, what is your pick from DigiKey this week for I on MPI? I'm glad you asked. We got this. This is um, a series of sensors from Kemet. They are the TRS uh, series of thermostat sensors. And what's neat is I actually learned a lot writing this I on MPI because I didn't, I, I misunderstood how they worked. I'm going to explain to you how uh, these sensors work. So these are sensors that basically, they're in like every appliance you know and Essentially, they're a, a switch that when you hit a certain temperature, they either open or close. So let's say um, you have a heater blanket or something. Um, obviously, you don't want to get it so hot that it could burn you. Uh, so there's a, th there's a thermostat. Um, but maybe there's also a safety interlock. You know, if the, the heater blanket gets too hot, the connection opens, uh, your heater blanket no longer gets electronics, uh, electricity through it, and it turns off. Um, you know, likewise, you could have an alarm in your freezer the temperature goes below or above a certain point. It you know, either gets too cold or too hot. Um, an alarm goes off and you're notified and that could be done with this very simple switch. No firmware coding required. Um, so there's the, the thermal read switch uh, series. So it comes in a couple different packages and we'll show you this. And um, there's multiple different ranges. So each one has a set point. 
uh, that either make or break below or above that point. So um, the make ones, you know, when they uh, go above the temperature, they make the connection. The break ones, when they go above the temperature, they break them, whichever it make above, make uh, above, break, break. Uh, and they come in different sizes and shapes with wires or not, or you can solder them onto things. I got a couple that were um, solderable. And this is interesting. So, you know, I was actually, I thought that these kind of worked like PTC fuses, which we had talked about a few you know, weeks or months ago. We covered a couple of PTC fuses where the material, as it gets hotter, um, the resistance changes. But actually, these um, use the uh, Curie point, um, like the scientific, the theory of the, the Curie point, which I remember from like high school and college. So this is a really neat thing. Basically, if you have some magnetic materials um, and you know, you have all the spins going in one direction and that's what makes, you know, there be a north and a south pole to um, the material. But then, you know, sometimes, it, you know, sometimes if you hit a material, it'll scatter um, the, the crystal or if you get it above a certain temperature. And what's interesting is it resets. Like if it, you, you heat it up to a certain temperature and then the crystal kind of breaks apart, you no longer have this magnetic property. It doesn't act like a magnet. And then when you go back down, it reforms into the crystalline shape and the, mag um, the magnetic uh, property reappears. Um, so what these sensors do is um, they have a special material um, that the ther therm thermorite, which is tuned by Kemet to um, have that effect, the Curie point at like 15 degrees C um, interval. So it's like 40, 55, 65, 75, whatever. Uh, and you can see in the graph, they have you know, the different points. And it's like a really hard stop. Like when it hits that point, it really does like turn from a magnet to a non-magnetic property almost instantly. Um, so inside all of these sensors is basically a read switch, which a lot of folks here have probably used before. Um, this is a generic read switch that DigiKey stocks. And the read switch has two metal plates. And usually, uh, and there's, they're in a glass case or you know some other case that's totally got in, inert gases. There's nothing inside. There's no oxidation that you have to worry about. And when a magnet comes close, um, the magnet causes the two pieces of metal to touch to make the connection or separate uh, to release the connection. And so we've used these for like door and window sensors, you know, when, when the magnet comes close, it closes the connection and alarm goes off or vice versa. Um, but with a little bit of clever hacking, you can turn these into temperature sensors. Um, so this is basically how like a reed switch works normally in the top right there. You've got a, you know, a, a, a magnet and it comes close um, and the two pieces of metal uh, touch each other and there's a, a magnetic field. Um, on the left side, I mean, this is a diagram is from the data sheet. This is good, but I actually like, um, let's get, we'll skip ahead because I'll show the very nice diagrams. So there's two types. And basically they do like a thing where the outer ring is that thermorite, that material which you get is a magnet until um, the, the temperature rises a certain point and then it becomes demagnetized. Um, and um, for the break type, the, the thermorite's in the middle and there's permanent magnet on the outside. And on the make type, the thermorite's in the center and then there's a little bit of a spacer. And I'll, I'll, you, we'll, I'll show you the video also because it's kind of interesting um, the, how this hack. But in the center is a normal read switch. Okay, so for the break type, I thought this was, I mean, they're both, they're both kind of simple to, well, not simple, but they're easy to understand. So there's the read switch on the inside. And see, there's on the center, there's the pink thing, which is, which is a cutaway of the ring. And at the low temperature, the middle part is magnetic. And so the two permanent magnets on each side, there's a continuous field that's not broken. And so it, it's, the reed switch is closed. And then when it gets very hot, um, that center part again becomes amagnetic. The pink part basically acts like a uh, open connection and there's no transference of the magnetic field through the material anymore. Um, the magnets no longer right next to, the magnetic field is no longer right next to the, the two reed switch leaves and they open up and now the switch is off and then when the temperature go back, goes back down, it remagnetizes the field, flows again and vice versa. So like no power is required, no sensing, no code. It just magically happens at the Curie point. Um, likewise, the make type uh, it's sort of similar, except there's you know there's two 
thermorite rings in the middle and the magnet and basically the same thing where it's like you want to create or remove the magnetic field which would connect or disconnect um, the reed whichever whichever way you want I mean usually people have a break switch because you have a toaster oven it gets too hot and you want the electronic the electricity to disconnect and these come in multiple different shapes there's also the OHD family which is like sealed and comes in like this epoxied enclosure and that's uh, for UL CSA or TUV rating um, there is UL rating for looks like one of the lead terminal ones but these you know you can use these for anything and again they're very simple they just kind of work um physics seems to have not let us down yet uh so far and so you can rely you know you can rely on this knowing that there's not going to be any like funky weird you know watchdog timer that has to go off or like oh what if you know the the ptc thermistor isn't like you know it, it has some leakage current like this opens a reed switch it's open it's open like it's there's no electricity passing through um there's just some things that you know they they show what they're they're used for um you know refrigerators and rice cookers and uh water and whatever you know there's there's basically two use cases i think of that are really good one is as your main control like i mean these, these could work as a great sensor input into a more advanced mic controller um you know you definitely you don't have to you could just have a switch and it would uh activate an interrupt or or what have you. you just you just know whether it's above or below the temperature but it's also great as an interlock you know you have a, a comp more complicated feedback system but then like if that feedback system fails for some reason you have something like that protector element it's like no matter what it will never get above this temperature because if it did uh the electrical, the electrical connection would open. And if you're not sure which one you want, there's also a kit that uh, DigiKey put together with Kemet that has like kind of one of each make and break and various temperature uh, uh, trip points, the Curie points. Uh, so you can pick up this kit if you just like want one of each, if you don't know whether you want make or break type or what the temperature rating is. Um, and these are the parts that are in that kit. So you get like, you know, from 50 degrees up to 120 degrees, half make, half break, all of them can pass um, 100 volt AC and uh, looks like about 0.3 amps. Um, so good for a signal or even uh, low power. Available DigiKey, and because we're showing this, it means it's in stock. It is in stock. Um, I got a couple of them, but there's um, there's like every rating is available. Yeah. You know, it's like I actually really like stuff like this because I feel like, you know, I spend so much of my time in like firmware and like firmware is great, but like I would never trust it <laughs> with my life um, or with my safety, whereas I would trust something like this. It's like it's the Curie point. It's physics like. It's reliable. I, I believe in physics. Yeah. All right, and uh, we have a little bit of a video that has some of uh, information about this. They have a very nice, it's much longer, but we have a little snippet. Yeah. Let's shift our focus to the operation principle of the thermo sensor. Simply put, it is a thermal switch that opens and closes the contacts within its built-in reed switch by the shift in magnetic energy of thermorite and permanent magnet. Here, a ring-shaped thermorite is in the sensor sandwiched by two ring-shaped permanent magnets with polarity arrangement as shown, with the reed switch fixed inside the rings. When the temperature of the thermorite is at or below its Curie temperature, it functions as a magnetic body. In contrast, when the temperature exceeds the Curie temperature, it becomes a non-magnetic body. This change in the characteristics shifts the magnetic circuit, which makes or breaks the contact in the reed switch. The thermal sensor has two types of switching action, brake type and make type. The brake type's mode is normally on that is turned off at the operating temperature, as opposed to make type, which has a mode that shifts from off to on. Okay, um, we're gonna go off to new products. There's some things ahead that'll be revealing. Let's kick it. News, 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 news. Okay, well, first up. Not old nudes, only the freshest nudes. Yeah. We do have one update. 
Uh, it's technically a new product, but it's an assembled version of our seven segment LED backpack. If you do not want to solder LED backpacks, you want to get them ready to go plug in with STEMIQT connectors, uh, we now have them in stock. Yeah, and uh, you could see a few different things about these. Yes, yeah, so it just comes assembled. Yeah. So what it looks like on the front. About them too is you're like, oh, I remember these from previous show. That's right. Um, we had the red ones. The Web page, and we have you know all a bunch of different colors. We have we're, we're we're soldering each one, and as we get them, so we had red last week, green we got done yeah. this week, so we're gonna get more and more colors. Okay. Uh, next up. Okay. These are not technically nudes, but they're, they're still filaments. Yeah. Um, so this is a non-flexible LED filament. So let me actually get all these filaments out here because they're, we're gonna, <coughs> we're gonna jam through them. Um, so these are again used in like LED light bulbs or Edison bulbs or like other illumination, but they kind of look, just look like little LED neon tubes. Um, and these are the non-flexible ones. So you can see they, they, don't, they don't flex and move. Um, but they operate the same way. Basically, you give them three volts um, on the anode and cathode, uh, about 50 you know, milliamps or so, and they light up really bright. And these are, um, I will say, if you go to the overhead. Yeah, I'll go to the overhead. I mean, they're incredibly bright. They're so bright you can't even really see them. Um, so if I disconnect, I mean, it's, it's, whoa, it's bright enough that meeting. Um, these are not just decorative, like you could actually light up an area. So, I mean, good if you want to make a light. And um, you could, of course, PWM them, um, but they're stiff and they've got this like soft, oops, the yeah, cameras um, does not like, like what I did. dioramas and stuff like that. That use this or? Yeah, there's a bunch of sh ships and stuff. Ships? My microphone died. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Too much light. Yeah, my microphone died. Oh, yeah? yeah I don't know why. Oh, no. Do you want to use my mic? No. Okay. Well, you can come. Leave me Don't worry. So. I have I have plans within plans. Okay. Uh, sorry. So you get three of these, um, and they're very bright. Of course, you can chain them one after the other, and you get you know you power it with a nine volt or whatever. Um, but these are non-flexible, so just be aware of that. I wouldn't even bend them to be honest. Uh, inside are these LED elements, and what's nice is that um, maybe you could go to the front camera. Yeah this up because it's so bright um the light's really uniform the light is very uniform um so unlike the flexible nudes that have they're bonded onto um like a little flexible piece of metal um these the light is like it, it looks like a filament the light is 100 is 360 degrees all the way around you can't see any gaps or like flickery notes or or darkened spots all right okay and then um, we had a couple of close-ups of this. Yes. All right. And, and you just solder to the little metal bits. Yeah. So, um, of course, you know, we mentioned the code for the show and everything, but uh, the star of the show tonight, besides you, Lady Ada, our community, our customers, our entire team here at Adafruit, are nudes. Nudes. Well, I'd like to show off some nudes. Yeah. So um, we've got a lot of yes. nudes. Um, we've been sending nudes to people. <laughs> we've been getting nudes. And, well, people uh, have been looking forward to seeing these nudes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we've got basically 300 millimeter long noodles of flexible LED filament. And these are used in, I mean, they're basically used in like light bulbs that have funky shapes in them. Like you've seen light bulbs have like a little ghost or a star or a heart. And this is what they use. And they're flexible. Um, and you know, there's no rating on the flexibility, but basically it seems like you can kind of flex them as much as you want. And as long as you're not like pinching and cracking them, they're good to go. Um, with the red one, you can see just because the red one is really covered with um, a, a dark, I mean, it's still quite bright, but it's, it's covered with filament. You can see that there is a little bit of each like little diode element, you can see the, um, the point light. Whereas with the green, blue, white, and yellow, they're really bright. And so you don't, they, they kind of bl blend together. But this is kind of what like we always wanted EL wire to act like, you know, when we got like yeah. EL wire for the first time. It doesn't make a high pitch noise either. It doesn't make a high pitch noise. It uses yeah. a lot less power. Yeah, and then um, I wanted to show, yeah, and you know, the, when they're off, the colors do look different, of course, so that's green. And then, you know, blue, 
The blue actually has blue LED elements in it. Looks bluish. Yeah. And you know. You the other ones are tinted, like they're, you know, obviously red. It's interesting, red yeah. does not use, um, the red I think maybe has red elements in it, but it's still, you know, you power it off of three, three volts. Um, but the warm white and the white and the blue yeah. are all like native colors. And, and then pink is white, I think it's cool white with like a pinkish plastic. Will it tolerate 3.3 volts? Well, I mean, there's a forward voltage of about three volts. You want to use a choke resistor. I'm not using one here because I am just doing a live demo, but um, you should treat it like a LED, right? It's a very long and thin noodly LED, but you do want to have a resistor. So you use like a 1K and then you power it from five volts or whatever, you figure out uh, the forward voltage and then the, the current draw, which is about 50 milliamps. Um, you know, I'm I'm basically powering them off of my 3.3 volt supply, but it's not the right thing to do, right? You're not supposed to do that with an LED. Um, you're supposed to give it a, a choke resistor to current limit it because it's a current device, not a voltage device. Um, so that said, they're they're you know super flexible. They're very skinny. Um, you can thread them through clothing. You can um, twist them around something. You can shape them. You can glue them down. Yeah, there was um, a lot of different. Tie them in a knot. There's a lot of different types out there, and you, you can macrame. get these on eBay, and you can get these in elsewhere. But it's uh, like gambling. Um, someone even said in the chat, they're like, you know, sixty percent of the ones they bought just don't work. So no, we we found a really good factory, and, yeah. and we, we basically got and these so, made for us in the shapes and colors, and yeah. So you know, ours are. This is what Adafruit Look, does. these are high-quality nudes. Yeah, we have high-quality nudes. And then just, you don't want cheap nudes. Yeah, and then one quick uh, note. You could go to our page for the products, and you can see you know, which, which ones we have. And we have a bunch of different colors, so you want to yeah. we can go to the overhead. Um, yeah, I just don't know how well this will show up. So, yeah, so it's blast it, it. It's just pink, and yeah. it's just really cute. So one thing about the nudes to be aware of is um, you can see the the substrate gridding so there's like two thin wires and then in between there's these little dots and those are like micro leds um and the leds point out so there is like a front and back side to the noodle or the nudes um yeah. and the front side which is this part is going to be much brighter than the back side because the backside is going to have like the refracted light but it's not going to be shining out so again if, if it's really important for you to have like perfect 360 degree light for you know emission these i think have double-sided it's hard to tell or they're just really well yeah. diffused they look like a pure tube of light whereas these you, are somewhat directional how would you chain these together you can you just need to then you know add the voltages up so if you yeah. add this one to this one you know you chain them to, together now you need six volts because yeah. each one is three volt forward so it's it's basically just like chaining an led you can chain as many as you want as long as you add three volts per and then you still want that current limiting resistor but yes you can chain them yeah you can't cut them and solder them though once you cut them you're never going to get to that little that little metal bit in the middle i mean it's just so fine i don't i don't think it's worth trying to get to i think you just get the length you need and then figure out how to make it work for yeah. you and uh don't put these on cats uh whoever suggested that in the youtube chat don't do that Oh. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Just, well, maybe your cat likes LEDs. Well, Those are very bright, though. Yeah. Um, All right, so they come in, yeah, yellow and sorry, green and red. And the warm white, of course, is the yeah. going to be most popular. And then the warm white, we also have it in a shorter length. Yeah. So thanks for checking out our uh, high-quality nudes here at Adafruit. That is this week's new products. Nudes, 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 nudes. Get some nudes, 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 yeah. nudes, nudes. So, uh, anyhow, um, I thought we would answer some questions soon, but I would do some top secret. I show, I'm going to show a video and then show you a little bit of like how we came up with some of the product naming and logos. I think we did in the past, but now that the product's out, um, we wanted to show some of that. So, go post your questions in Discord and let's do some top secret. Okay, first up, um, if you have a Raspberry Pi Pico W, CircuitPython's on the way, here is a glimpse, a glimmer, a preview, a premonition of the future. 
Really, Anita, what is this? Well, this is a Raspberry Pi Pico W, also known as a Pi Cow. And uh, this is the board that Raspberry Pi just came out with that has an RP2040 and um, a Wi-Fi Bluetooth module built in, and it's really cool. And this one's got a special thing going on. When I plug it in, you see that LED that's blinking? Yeah. Well, that LED is actually controlled by this module. So if I want to blink this LED, I need to have firmware that's talking back and forth here, like communicating to tell this firmware to blink the LED. And this is not MicroPython. This is CircuitPython, as you can see here. No way. That's right. So we have started on a build for the Pico W for CircuitPython. It's going to be the easiest way to do IoT. And we've just got the LED blinking, and there's more to come. Okay. So um, this is the logo for Nudes, and we wanted something that conveyed the the noodle-like nature of it, There's LEDs. Sort of a neon sign thing going on there. Neon signs and more. So I wanted to like show our work with this. So in New York City, um, pretty much where I walk in the morning, so I, I walk to, to Chinatown. Um, there's, a, there's a place I go down there when I go for a walk, and um, there and back there's a bunch of noodle shops, uh, some on the outskirts, some are, um, you know, pop-ups that come up once in a while. This one was Nudes NYC, and I thought they had, like, Kind of a cool looking logo. I'm like, all right, yeah. this is called Nudes in the City. And then um, this one was Send Nudes, and this is on Mott. This is uh, one of the places um, I walk to. And um, they have pretty good noodles. And then uh, here's an LED sign, or sorry, neon sign. And I was like, that looks like LEDs. And, and then that's a step, this is like the third one. Yeah, like, there's and a then, lot of nude places. And then there's shirts that are for sale down by Canal Street that say Send Nudes, and it's noodles. So the idea was like, how do we capture the the the, the re noodles are referred to nudes, but it's also kind of you know funny, and then we also wanted to have something that was like neon and LED looking and kind of the steam coming off, and we also had some ideas like maybe it would be a sign, um, and you could see kind of the evolution of this, and we the 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 bowl definitely kind of stuck, and then we said well you know there's also maybe we could have something like a light bulb to show lights. And then we just settled on, you know, these these two. And then um, this this logo, we're starting to do more animations with our logos because I think at this point everything's a screen and a battery. Yeah. <laughs> and and everything's moving or can be moving um, sometimes. And so that's um that's the evolution of, of this, and it's been something we've been working on for a while. And uh, them's our nudes. It's a nice design. Yeah. That's top secret. Okay, we're going to do some questions. Yeah. Um, the first question tonight will be... What is diameter of the news? They want to laser cut a channel to fit. Will there be a spec sheet? Oh, they want to know how thick my nudes are? <laughs> Pretty thick. Um, so they look like they're about a you know, millimeter, like two millimeters maybe. Um, I'll measure them later. Um, so what's funny is there's not a spec sheet because again, this is, these are meant for like, we basically contacted the light bulb factory and said, hey, can you just like send us these without the light bulb part? Um, we'll get, I don't know if we'll build a spec sheet, but we will be able to, um, we'll measure these with some calipers, but they look like they're about, you know, a tenth of an inch. All right, some folks are posting up some really interesting um, projects. That's one of the, the skeleton yeah. or the stick figure one. So I think we'll see some interesting things. You know, you could probably take these nudes and put them on um, like a little robot and then um, turn off the lights and it would be, you know. Like yeah, a, I mean, one of the nice one. things about these is like, you know, they're PWM controllable and we have like the AW9523, which can do 50 milliamps per channel. Um, so that'd be a really good way to uh, control these nudes and PWM them. Uh, to get dimming effects, which again, you can't do with EL very easily. It kind of sucks to dim EL. Um, and also it's very like noisy. You get a yeah. lot of uh, residual audio effects. Yeah, and a lot of folks are already coming up with their um, projects for this. So yeah, obviously uh, wearables, this is gonna, this yeah, is gonna, this be, gonna be great for wearables. Extremely helpful for almost every costuming project because yeah. they're flexible. Um, and uh, yeah, Tron cosplays. And or anything like space-themed or futuristic. Yeah. Also or, small models. Yeah, but even also like fantasy, like you want to have a glowing effect. Like the warm white has a very warm 
feeling to it and it's like you could fit it into a very small space yeah. if we have those individual um, 0603 LEDs which are good for models but if you want to have like a curved effect yeah, um, yeah again these can fit anywhere they're extremely flexible yeah big nudes and a um, couple more questions and as y'all ask questions if it's not on the product pages uh, this is always helpful for us too because we can continue to add and we're going to we probably do, do yeah. we're probably going to do an uber guide because this is probably going to be like neopixels a little bit where everyone has something a good resource a good supplier us and they don't have to um, kind of do a lot of guesswork and waste a lot of time. Yeah, people um, will have to know what to do with these nudes. Yeah. Um, you want to know where your nudes came from. Yeah. Um, any suggestions for constant current driver breakout or chip to use with nudes like these? Um, like I said, the AW9523B, um, which we stock, is a 16-channel constant current LED driver. Um, so that would do a very good job. It could do PWMing, and I believe it is current limited, although like I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, but I do remember it can do 50 milliamps because um, I was using it for a backlight and I was like, yes, it can do uh, 50 milliamps. I, whether or not I would trust it to do constant current limiting, just put a 100 ohm resistor in the middle. What are the nudes min type max current? They are rated for 50 milliamp usage. So, you know, constant current, drive them with 50 milliamps. Of course, you can go as little as you want. You could probably drive that 100, but you're just, it's just like overdriving an LED. Like you could burn it out, you could lower the life cycle of it, you could eventually they would dim. Um, there are micro LEDs. I don't, you know, I, I haven't used micro LED elements before. Um, we have a couple flexible LED things that use those little micro diodes. Um, each one uses very little current, um, but then together, you know, you, you add it up and you get to like 50 or 100. Will we autograph the nudes? Might be hard. We're very tiny to, to autograph. But, but yeah. you, you know what you could do is you could make your own signature out of the nudes. Mm -hmm. um, next up, are they, are both the 130 millimeter and 300 millimeter 50 milliamps? Yeah, that's actually the spec, which is odd. You'd think it would be different. I think it's actually a self-heating thing. Um, maybe because that is what was told to me by the factory. But I, you know, these are very experimental avant-garde nudes that we're getting here. <laughs> um, so, well, you know, I might have to do some more experimentation, but I think 50 milliamps is a safe bet. Also that, you know, they tune, they tune it. I think it's like, they're both meant to run off the same driver. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you still get 50 milliamps for both of them, even though the one is long, is twice the length. Let me see if I can find the thing I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm going to go over to the thing. So one project I, uh, I would like to see someone maybe consider making. Oh, I'll, answer, I'll ask this question while I'm going over there. Uh, yes would be a good replacement for small neon signs, model train stuff. Yep. Uh, oh, be so cute. Any chance for short nudes, uh, 26 millimeters and more colors and temps? The, the, the non-flexible non ones? Um, they kind of didn't make them. What's interesting is, you know, when we later, later went to like a lighting store, we saw what these are used in, these light bulbs. And the, the longer ones are for like these kind of decorative fun light bulbs, and the shorter ones are actually for illumination. So um, I didn't see them. I mean, I could ask to get them made in, of course, different colors. Um, I would honestly just say like paint it or cover it with a gel or something to, to change the color. It's white, so you can kind of paint it any color and it will it will light up that effect or you can gel it. Um, but they're they're much brighter. It's they're actually kind of two different products. The flexible ones, even though they're both from the same factory, they're 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 used for different purposes. One is for illumination and one is for decorative um, um, effect. I've been silently watching for a little bit. Just want to say a huge thank you to the work that you and the Adafruit community do on CircuitPython. Thank you. You know, we have a Blinka chef that has um, uh, you know, cooking spaghetti. So one project I'd like to see one of us do, this is one of those times where I'm just like so, you know, running an Adafruit means I don't get to do a lot of projects, but luckily I get to work with a lot of people, so I might ask one of the team members, I might assign this. Um, but there was a, I really liked this episode of Star Trek Next Generation called Emergence. And there was this, um, you know, this, the computer got smart. And um, let me see if it'll, if I can find a photo that's, uh, that's, that's. Well, there's a lot of text. <laughs> well, you know, here People it is. got opinions. Yeah. You want that image, yeah? I just want to show the image of this. How do I... You know, it used to be easier they to... They do like, not make it easy to look at images. It used to be easier to show images. Let me see if I can... I'll go here. Okay, yeah. So that's a cool... That's a cool... Like, you could make a little a little miniature one. Um, 
I think there'll be a lot of neat things inside of like case mods. Yeah. Um, you could do something, you, you know, you can even power them with like the smallest possible battery. So you could do a lot of neat stuff with it. So yeah, Vertiform City, here we come. Um, we have some Star Trek fans there. Um, okay. Uh, well, the nudes have an OnlyFans page. You'll have an OnlyFets page. So OnlyFets. OnlyFets. Only OnlyFets. Only your field effect transistors yeah. are light, permitted. Light me like your French nudes. Okay. Uh, and then can they be cut shortened? No, I do not recommend it. Philby had some surgery on the nudes. It's really not pleasant. I wouldn't do it. I would just, just use it as is. Yeah. It's very, very... It's it's not easy to solder yeah. to that metal so bit. Toddbot had a really uh, good idea, as usual. Um, so I have a straw at home that I was like, hmm, this might be a way to do this, and I'm just not going to have time. So um, for crafty folks out there, if you get one of the uh, you know curly straws, um, you could probably put the nudes through there. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Well, look, this was the 90s, man. We didn't have a lot for yeah. uh, practical effects. That was like time. what we did for fun. It was like, ooh, a crazy straw. Yeah. So let's see if we got any more. Yeah, only fets. And now there's uh, other things. So, you know, what a great time to be alive because there's so many, um, I guess, popular shows and more that, that already use like Adafruit NeoPixels and stuff. And we've seen these type of things and now they're finally available, um, these little LED noodles. So I'm really looking forward to what folks build because there's so much inspiration that you get. And then there's also a lot of things that haven't been made yet. Um, because this was just really hard. So um, I think with that, yeah, uh, we'll, oh, sorry, I'll do this. We'll Cricut drive the nudes, and do they get hot to the touch? We, d you know, there is a PWM driver, the PCA9685, which might be able to drive these, but a Cricut's better for motors. It's not really LED driver. And do they get hot to the touch? They do get a little warm, and especially the um, the short one. It's, it's, it's quite hot, dense, so it does get quite hot. Warm nudes. Warm. Okay. Nudes. All right. And uh, them's the questions this week. Okay. Nudes, 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 okay. nudes, nudes. A little bit of a reminder. Um, you know what the code is, of course. How um, could you forget? These are going to sell out really fast, so um, you probably you should probably buy them. Um, this hasn't hit social media yet. We kind of wanted to wait so the folks that are watching live could see them right away. And um, I'd like to... Uh, thank many of the noodle places in New York City that I've stopped and eaten at <laughs> that has inspired and fueled a lot of Adafruit. Yum. And I feel like this is, uh, you know, one way um, that we can uh, also say thank you. A portion of um, what, what we sell at Adafruit, you know, we... Converts to nudes we, that we then consume. <laughs> yeah, we, we buy noodles. Uh, that, and, then we, and if you feed Lady Ada noodles, electronics come out. It's true. Pad Thai goes in, yeah. designs come out. So... All right. Um, it is known. Yeah. So that's that's the show for tonight. All right, thanks, uh, thanks everybody. Special thanks, Jesse May, who's working behind the scenes, I think. Um, special thanks to all our customers, our staff, our community, everyone who's been hanging out together. Um, this is joyous stuff. Um, I don't think you can you can do things like this unless you, you can imagine all the people out there that are going to have them and use them. Like all the stuff that we we get to do now, we get to imagine all the neat things that, that y'all are gonna do oh, with I it. Love so it's a special, <laughs> well, it's a special treat because not only is there a, you know, a product that you can work on and things, but there's also all the things that you can imagine people are gonna do with it. And that's kind of a special treat. You know, all the things that we make, we're like, oh, this is gonna be really interesting to see what people do with it. And um, thank you everyone for fulfilling that part of a product. It's, it's a physical thing, but there's also this other thing that um, it's just what's in our imaginations. And that's kind of cool. So we'll see everybody next yeah, week. Yeah, we might have this part of a giveaway. We'll give away some free nudes. Yeah, I really do want to have a banner that says Adafruit sends out free nudes with every order. I do want to do that. Um, so we'll see everybody next week. This has been an Adafruit production. Here is your moment of Zener. And on the way out, we're going to have some more music and some more uh, factory stuff, uh, kind of like from the beginning of the show. We have a lot of factory footage we're going to be showing. So enjoy it. <laughs>